I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey guys, I'm realizing that I didn't switch over my microphone, so I don't actually know if you can hear me. I'm hoping that you can. Um, I don't, um, I don't even know if I can change it right now. I think that it'll be fine. I'm not that worried about it. Um, So that was weird. So, hey, um, the Flyers just won and that was unexpected. We can call it the Goldborn effect if we want to. Um, Because holy hell, where has this team been the entire season? Because I don't remember having fun up until tonight. (laughs) And tonight was a lot of fun. Um, So we could jump right in and talk about um, the game or we can talk about a whole bunch of other things because I'm here for either. Uh, first question from Michael right now. Are we ever going to see Noivy start again? Probably not. So we're on now 15 straight starts for Brian Elliott. And I think that they're just going to keep starting him until he walks out of the building. I, I, I honestly wouldn't blame him if he was just like, you know what, guys? I'm kind of done here. This is not my role. Um. So, you know, no, I don't think so. And what Dave Isaac said on Twitter last week was that Brian Elliott is starting so much because the coach doesn't trust Michael Neuvert. And I don't think that that's going to change overnight. So unless Brian Elliott literally walks out of the building because he's already told them that he's tired and he needs a break and he's told the media that, uh, they're not going to do it. So I think that something drastic needs to happen unless it's an injury and and God, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what this team would look like if Brian Elliott got injured. So we're not even going to talk about that. Um, But no, it's, it's likely that Michael Neubert does not start another game for the foreseeable future. Uh, Steven is saying fun game, but that Hague AMAC pairing needs to go. They are horrific together, but the positive side there is Ivan Provorov and Shane Gostisbehere. God damn, that's like a dream, isn't it? Like, oh my God. I need to see them together for the next 10 years at least, right? They're, they're, it's just beautiful. Beautiful when the plan starts coming together. Um, <laughs> so Barry is going straight Game of Thrones and I am here for this. I can't wait until Tyrell gets here. We have the orange Viper. Raffle looks just like Theon Greyjoy. So obviously Tyrell Goldborn is going to be the Knight of the Flowers. I think that's how it's got to be. Um, we also, we have, um, oh, there's one more that I'm forgetting, but that's okay. We're just going to roll with that. Um, Andrew is trying to bring down our fun and say it's a meaningless game. I mean, they're all meaningless games when you're in the last place in the Metro. I mean, that's just 
how it is. They all are meaningless, but the Islanders are in free fall right now. So any, any points that we can gain on them is good and winning games is fun. And do you know what we haven't had recently? Fun. This, I'm pointing at my TV. You can't see it, but I, I know that you know that the wall is oop, on this side. So the TV's over there was fun. Um, Jeff is asking, is Noivy dead? No, he's alive. Just, they don't trust him. Um, uh, offensive breakout game for Provorov. Let me tell you what dumbass had Ivan Provorov sitting on the bench on her fantasy team. That's me. I also had Tebow Teravainen sitting on the bench, and he got a shit ton of points tonight. So I really, really need for Braden Shen to do big things because I did not do smart fantasy hockey tonight. Uh, let's talk about the fights. Let's do it. I am here for this. So number one, Travis Konechny. That man is a spitfire. And I didn't realize, like I knew that he was troublesome, but I didn't know he is going to beat you down. And he is going to laugh while he's doing it. That was a lot of fun. And then we had Sean Couturier, who I don't want punching anybody in the face. Like those hands, I need those hands. And I need that man on the ice. However, Sean Couturier landing punches, I didn't know was the stuff of my dreams. And here we are. It is. Uh, however, let's not do that again because I need you on the ice. And then Scott Lawton, our favorite serial killer, starts a line brawl. Because why would that not be how this game ends? Why, why would that not be how the game ends? So we have all three of those guys who really have been the big offensive producers for this team recently are just, you know, beating people down because it's the Tyrell Goldborn effect because both Ron Hextall and Dave Hextall came out and said that there wasn't enough energy and they didn't have enough fight and blah, 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 blah. That's why they called up Goldborn. This team was like, well, you need more grit. You need more sandpaper, I got you. And they came right out and they did it, which is fun. It's fun. We're allowed to have fun. All right. Um, what happened was, so from Bob, what happens first? Elliot sits or Lindblom appears? I think it's going to be Brian Elliot sits because for some reason, Ron Hextall believes that putting too many rookies in this lineup is going to cause, um, sorry, I got carried away and I started jumping ahead to other comments because I don't want them to disappear. Um, thinks that putting too many rookies in this lineup is going to cause them to drown. You guys have been watching this team, right? Like what, what does drowning look like other than tonight? I, I'm pretty sure that, that's what's been happening. So maybe we play some rookies, but I think Brian Elliott is going to eventually put his foot down and be like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, from Joel. Hey Steph, I know they aren't mutually exclusive and I know how you feel about Braden Shen, but of the two, who would you rather have right now? And I'm assuming that this is what I was talking about. Couturier, I think. Um, so right now I, I, you know what I need 
it's it's Sean Couturier, and and you all know how I feel about Braden Shen. So Sean Couturier is my one C, and I don't I know. I know that Braden Shen is a good player. Um, I know that he scored a lot of points while he was here. Everybody knows that. There's issues with his consistency, whatever. But he's a good player. He would not be having the success that he's having in St. Louis here with the Flyers. Maybe if they put him at 1C with Giroux on his wing, maybe. But we did the we did the Giroux and Shen experiment in, in different in a different combination, and it just didn't quite work. So I need Sean Couturier. Sean Couturier is my dude. He's here. He's my one C. Um, let's see. Oh, we've got more couch people in here trying to, I don't, I don't know what this is. Can somebody like somebody who's really intimate with the online culture, tell me, where this is coming from because we all have it where people just show up in our comments asking about a couch auction i just bought this couch i'm not selling it and it happens to all of us so if you know just give me a heads up um john is asking did we not have fun beating the lightning that was fun but that was for me at least that was a lot more anxiety inducing because i just i felt like the lightning were going to come back at any given moment and i i just couldn't feel comfortable with the lead at least with the islanders like you can you can feel a little you can feel a little comfortable that even though they have tavares they have barzel they are probably not coming back um from Chris, why do we need Goldborn when Konechny, Coots, and Lawton are fighting? I don't know. I, I think that that, that probably was um, was the reason for all of the the fire in their veins tonight. Uh, let's see. From Bill, Scotty serial killer Lawton throwing Everly around was beautiful. It was. So, and I, and that's actually a trade-off that I will make probably 10 out of 10 times. So Scott Lawton has been incredibly valuable to this team. However, getting Jordan Everly off the ice, he is going to be a threat pretty consistently. So let's, let's do that as often as we can. Um, Max is please don't trade Simmer. I know Bill has already become okay with it. Um, Unfortunately, I think that that's probably the direction that it's going. Um, I uh, I think that that is, I, I think that that's going to happen mostly because Wayne Simmons has earned his paycheck. He has earned a huge payday. I don't think that the Flyers are willing to commit to a over 30 year old grinder who he's he's a power forward like that's what he is i don't think that they're willing to commit um and that's okay because the man like somebody needs to pay that man his money um tom is saying proby got the robe i was actually i was just watching the post game with him with the robe and he's being proverov saying that it was a team win and i just i love him um, 
<laughs> John, using Ron Hextall's logic of too many rookies, how does calling up Tyrell Goldborn make sense? Bring back the meat. I agree with you. It makes no sense. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand this move at all. You know, we were, and, and we've written about it a few times today. Um, I, I don't understand what this call up is about, you know, other than just bringing up a dude. Like I, I honestly, I don't know. So we've talked about how Bill just threw it out on the podcast yesterday, just saying, um, that he wanted the full chaos option was essentially what it was. Like he wanted to go full chaos. Let's bring up Goldborn because you're not going to give me anybody else. We may as well do this. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I'm flabbergasted. So we finished, we finished, um, recording the podcast yesterday and we had, we weren't we weren't even out of the the studio yet when I got the notification on my phone that Goldborn had been recalled, and neither Charlie nor Bill knew about it yet. So I'm looking at my phone. I'm not quite like I had to check to make sure it was actually the Flyers' official account, and it was. So I like the only words that I could say was, "Are you ready to shit your pants?" Um. We're getting a, the, the whole couch thing. Like, what the fuck? What is this? Um, uh, sorry, I'm banning people. Um, so anyway, no one could believe it. And that's just where we are. Um, so Quinn... I asked this to Bill the other night. Would you trade Simmer for Galchenyuk? Um, that's a really good question. So I, I would say yes, or I would have said yes this summer because it looked like Galchenyuk was going to be a solid center. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know, mostly because I don't, I'm not really confident in Montreal. I don't, I'm not confident in Montreal for a few, like at all <laughs> with their, their talent assessment or, um, you know, anything, anything along those lines. Um, all right. Are you, you guys are seeing this, right? Like there's the entire comment section is people talking about the couch. Like I'm not making this up the entire thing, the entire thing. Um, if, if you're trying to talk to me, I can't see it. So anyway, Yeah, I, I can't. Let's. Okay. Um. I don't. I'm. Yeah. Give me. Give me a second. I'm see. I'm seeing what you're saying, Michael. Give me a second, and I'm going to ban a bunch of these people. 
Um, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the silence. I'm sorry you're going to have to see my face. Um, just, I'm just going to ban a bunch of people so that we can continue our conversation because I'm having a really good time and this is distracting and a mess. Um, Simmons for Duclair straight up from Colin. Um, I would not do that only because I don't think it takes Wayne Simmons to get Duclair. I think that Duclair is going to go for a lot less than Wayne Simmons. I think that Anthony Duclair would probably go for a Brandon Manning. Or a Valtteri Filpola. Or, hmm, I don't know. Somebody who's not Wayne Simmons. I think that Wayne Simmons would get a much better, much better return. Um, I, this, this is just so weird. This is just so weird. Okay. I don't, all right. Ban hammer time is what I'm saying. Um, so from Amanda, does Latera get back in the lineup against the blues or do they stick with tonight's crew? That is a great question. Um, mostly because um, Goldborn is going to be around for Saturday afternoon's game. So what happened was, you know, we have this big snow bomb, whatever it's actually called. I'm just calling it a snow bomb. And it's, it's hit the entire East Coast. So the Phantoms are in Toronto because they're playing the Marlies tomorrow night. And then they're playing the Rochester, I think they're called the Rochester Americans or something, um, Sunday or Saturday. So the, the Phantoms are in Toronto. He gets recalled right before this storm hits and can't get out of Toronto. So he was stuck there, which sucks. Like, I feel bad for him. I really, really wish that he was able to you know, live his NHL dream. So all of the criticisms that I've had towards the, the recall of Tyrell Goldborn has not been about him. You know, yes, maybe it would be about his skill, but it's not about him, the human being. It's always been towards the front office. Like, what are you doing? What direction does this team have? What are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, so I feel bad for him because he was told like, you're going to be in the NHL. You're going to have your NHL debut and then the snow bomb. So I think that he does, he, he will probably line up on Saturday. Uh, Lear played tonight in Latera's place, but the blues are a big team. Maybe they're going to want Latera to play against his old team. Maybe they're going to want the size. I don't, no, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. When it comes to lineup predictions, I have no idea. Um, 
it's it's just it is very very confusing to me um let me this it's still it's still happening i don't i don't know how it's still happening um So Scott, simmer for Duclair plus plus maybe. Are we are we talking like Jacob Chikrin? Because I would be down for that. Bring me another, bring me another young defenseman. Let's do this. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that it would we could if we wanted to, we could have Anthony Duclair. Um I don't think that it's going to take Wayne Simmons. Um, Bobby Ryan for Wayne Simmons. Now let's have this conversation about Bobby Ryan. I know he's local. I mean, we're, we're right now broadcasting from Voorhees, New Jersey. I know he's a local boy. I don't want Bobby Ryan on this team. I don't, I don't really want anybody for, that's under the age, well, over the age of like 27 on this team. I want the youth movement. We have enough veterans. They're already there. We have them. Um, from Chris, I've been waiting for Konecki to have a night like tonight all season. I literally jumped out of my seat and screamed when he scored. Love it. I agree. Travis Konecki, I think that he's been doing all of the right things for a while um and, and he's been not necessarily um rewarded for it by the coaching staff or by um you know the the points but tonight tonight was a big game for travis connecting um Since, all right, so from Michael, since trading Simmons may be the right move, I'm comforted by knowing this organization doesn't make the right moves because Simmons is my favorite flyer, and I can't wait to see him take a shot at GM in 10 years. That's a really, really good point. We are not great at doing, we being the front office, not great at doing the thing that needs to be done. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um so Tom, so JR was right with his flyers can build on this after the pens loss. I guess. Yeah. I, I, there you couldn't you could not go much lower than that pens game. Like that was just that was atrocious. Um let's see. <laughs> so Ross, Hextall and Hextall trolling social media for ideas, probably their New Year's resolution. I had a moment today where I was terrified, right? Because Ron Hextall came out and had a quote about um about Tyrell Goldborn saying you know, he's not bad and he's okay. And he's a guy that can play more than four minutes a game. Um, I had, a, I did, I did a, a thread today about how you cannot call up 
a guy just to play in the penalty kill. And I used the words four minutes. Like I said, you cannot have somebody come up just for four minutes. And I know that Leah Hextall follows me. So now I'm convinced that Ron Hextall is seeing my tweets, which is the worst, like that's the worst thing that I could possibly imagine because like there are way too many jokes about not the flyers on there and I don't want that but if Ron Hexel is going to be following my tweets then we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of let's fix this organization because you people don't know what the hell you're doing um Evan, Bobby Ryan is a horrible contract. He does. It's not great. And I don't want him on my team. Uh, from Matt, will the Flyers make the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, I, I, I thought that over the summer, I thought that it was a stretch. Um, but definitely, I, they're, in the, they're in the bottom of the Metro. I, I can't see them crawling out of this enough for it to make sense enough for them to make the playoffs um let's see from evan tk and patrick are both playing well tonight was was a good a really good game for nolan patrick um he looked like the the nolan patrick from preseason where he was just flying all over the ice and being really dominant. We needed to see, we needed to see more out of him. And I'll be the first to admit that I, I absolutely will not say that he's playing poorly, but we needed to see more out of him. And I think that we're, we're getting there. Um, let's see. So Paul, I think against the blues, bringing a big body, Damn, or Sam, I guess Sam Moran, if he's not still hurt. I think he is. I think he is still hurt. Uh, and then Zach is, is following up with what about, what's the deal with Sam Moran? Why isn't he being brought up? So he has been injured for a while, and, I, and they won't disclose what the injury is, but he has been dealing with some injury issue, and it's been lingering for the past couple months. So it's not that they don't want to call him up. Um it just hasn't been, it just hasn't been um, the season for him, which sucks. Like, it sucks a lot. If there's anybody that I feel bad for, it's Samuel Moran. Because, yikes, this, this should have been the season that, um, this should have been the season where he was at least a call-up during the injuries, during the suspensions. Um and he just hasn't been able to because he hasn't been healthy. So instead, we got Mark Alt and we got Will O'Neill. It's it's it sucks. Hopefully, we'll see him before the end of the season because it, it's it, it's rough. Um. <laughs> Matthew can play four minutes a game. I I'm I'm here for this. Are you going to punch people in the face too? Because that's what we're excited about tonight. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm astounded. I'm astounded by what's happening in these comments. Um, 
I'm trying to answer your questions, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm getting there. Okay. Elliot is not the long-term goalie choice for this team. No, you're absolutely correct, Matt. He's not, but he is the goalie right now for this team. So the, the long-term goalie choice for this team is probably going to be Carter Hart, but we don't have him yet. Uh, we do have Brian Elliott for two years, um, and they are going to play him into the grave because that's what Dave Haxtell does with goalies, apparently. Um, and what we're seeing now is that the penalty kill, let's, let's talk about the penalty kill, is horrific. It is so, so bad. And going into tonight, they were 29th in the league. And this is out of 31 teams, 29th in the league. That's really, that's bad. That is really bad. You don't need me to tell you that. I mean, you, you watch it. You saw, you saw, oh, the Pico power play. And then Jonathan Tavares scores immediately. Like, they're a bad unit. And Lappy, love you, dude. You got to go. You got to go. Let's, uh, let's promote you to a, a cushy front office role where you are not ruining my hockey team because this is really, really bad. So we talked about it last night on the podcast. Um, it's really easy to look at the PK from the last couple of years um, and say, well, we just didn't have a goalie and Steve Mason is bad. Um, but now you're seeing the same issues with a new goalie who is really doing well he's doing a lot of good things for your team and he's keeping you competitive when you have no business being competitive flyers uh so the, the pk needs to be addressed and i think that it, it's something that needs to happen sooner rather than later so i'm talking before the end of the season and while we're at it talking special teams let's talk about what the hell Knobloch is doing on the power play with dale weiss I, I, I don't understand. Dale Weiss couldn't hit an empty net from two feet away. Why are you putting him on the power play? I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, so Brian is asking, why didn't Hexy call up Lindblom? Um, he had a quote yesterday saying that when it's his time, it's his time. And this was not his time. Essentially was what the quote said. <laughs> oh no, I have no answer for it. So it's possible that, um, there, so we'll talk about role players just for a second. So, um, the fourth line, traditionally has been hard-nosed grinders. You, you go hard in the corners and you get the puck and, and you're only on the ice for a few minutes a game. That's not how the NHL is transitioning. And that's not how this team is transitioning. Having Scott Lawton, Taylor Lear, and whoever their third line mate is, is not a traditional fourth line. So saying that you don't want to call Lindblom up to put him on the fourth in a fourth line role. It doesn't quite make sense because we are, this is not a traditional fourth line. This is a skilled fourth line. This is a fast fourth line. This is a, we're coming at you attack, attack, attack 
fourth line. So if, if the, the thinking is that you don't want to bring up Lindblom in a fourth line capacity, I don't understand that. I, I understand why you would say that if you are not the person in charge of putting the personnel on the team together. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't know what they're doing is, is essentially what this entire half hour has been about. I don't know what they're doing. Um, Lindblom has been doing really well at the AHL level. Um, so have about four or five other guys that I would have called up instead of Goldborn, like Vecchioni, like Martel, like Abe Kubel. Um, there's the Phil Verone. There's a lot of players I would have called up instead. Um, and these are just, these, these are young dudes. This is not even mentioning Matt Reed, who knows how to play in the NHL, is successful at playing in the NHL, and is defensively responsible, which is what Dave Haxtell is trying to do with his team. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. So John, who the fuck are the Flyers? I don't, I don't, I don't know if, no, I don't know if these people are trolls or if they're actually people that are trying to talk to me. Um, this, I'm so sorry, everyone who's turning and in, tuning into this post game. I don't, I'm like really sorry. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. That's about it. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't. This is insane. Um, Carter Hart wins again, going for the gold tomorrow. So I, I believe the USA will not be playing in the gold medal game. I was watching the Flyers tonight, so I didn't get to see all of the um, World Juniors. But um, I'm, I'm like, I'm super flustered. I'm trying really, really hard. Let me, let me just take a breath. Um, Oh, Dan is coming in. Love the stat from BSH Radio this week that Weiss and McDonald have played the same number of games over the last two seasons, have the same point total. Fucking gross. It is fucking gross. I could not, I could not believe it. Like, I believe that Bill pulled these stats from a, a legitimate source, but 
Andrew McDonald has the same amount of points in the NHL as Dale Weiss. One of those players is supposed to score. The other one is not supposed to score. So what? I, 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 I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Like to the point where I want to want to ask myself, have I been too hard on McDonald and not hard enough on Dale Weiss? And I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's correct. I think that I've been pretty balanced in um, assessing the skill level of both players and it's both, they're both bad. Um, So Rick, Hexy's ego is too big. The reason Hack is still here can't admit the mistake. You're not wrong. I, I don't understand I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening with this team. So Ron Hextall, not a dumb man, right? Not, I, I think that we can all agree here, all hundred or so of us. We can agree that Ron Hextall is not a dumb man. So what is happening here? Has he actually given up on this season and is just going to ride it out and, and say – all of the right things um, to the, all of the right things to the media, which is, you know, the, the nothing burger, which is infuriating. I want to, let's talk about that for a second. So, so the, the nothing that he says in his quotes and people are like, Oh, well, what do you expect him to say? Anything that he said for the last three years, because he has definitely criticized the team in three years and he's criticized them when they're winning and he's criticized them when they're losing. And he has definitely been honest at all times. So when you tell me that when he's standing by Dave Hackstall, well, what do you expect him to do? Literally anything. Anything at all. Anything at all. Um, okay. <sighs> Thank you guys for your encouragement. I appreciate that, um, like a lot. I, I think I've banned probably 30 people today. I've, I've never had to do this before. Occasionally I'll do one or two, but it's, this is, this is crazy. Uh, Mike, has Hackstall lost the room? That, I'd love to know. So I can tell you last year, he did. I, I know for a fact that last year, there was a very vocal faction of the team that was out on Hackstall, and they were going to do anything that they could to essentially not listen to him. Um, and I, I can, there were four players, two of them are no longer here. Let me actually scroll down to live. I'm, oh God, I lost the whole stream. There we go. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you guys that I should make this, we, we should make it, um, approved guest list only, but, um, I don't know how to do that. I'd have to get it approved with Vox and that's a whole thing. Um, so now I'm live in the comments. 
Um, so there were four players that I know for a fact were way out on Dave Hackstall. Um, two of them are gone. One of them is with a Canadian team. The other one is in the South and may or may not be coming to the Wells Fargo Center on Saturday, maybe. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe the leader of the anti-Hextall revolution was a guy who's, uh, whose face is on my fridge and I've named my cat after him and we had his brother for a little while, maybe. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys are guessing it. Uh, the other one was not Delzato. But the other one. <laughs> um, so then there were there are two players that were very anti-hackstall last year that are still with the team. And from what I've heard with um Braden and Mason gone, they've calmed down a little bit. So one of these players had some had some post-game or post-season comments about how he just stopped listening to the coach and was going to play his own game and that's just how it was going to go and that's when he started having success again. Um, the other is um, oh my god. I'm like waiting for you guys to guess, but you already know. You already know. It, it was, um, so the two that are no longer here, you guys, you, you already told you who the two that are no longer here. Um, and the two that are, has two cute dogs named Pippa and Cooper. And the other one has two cute dogs named Harley and I don't remember the other one's name. Charlie, maybe. Um, not Belmar. No, not Belmar. <laughs> I think Belmar was, um, I think Belmar would do anything that Dave Hackstall asked him to, including like, will you valet my car and, and pick up, my kids from school kind of thing. I think Belmar was just that kind of guy. Um, Alexander guessed it right. Uh, Bob guessed it right. Um, Bob guessed it right the second time. <laughs> um, Brian, you guessed it right. Mike, you are close with the second one but the other ginger there we go chris you got it so from what i've heard they've super calmed down on on the anti-hackstall revolution this season because brayden shen was like leading the charge 
Um, which is funny because Brayden was never a scratch. So maybe he was just like real mad about ice time. Um, it was very interesting um, to, he to hear that. And I didn't hear it until this season uh, when things had started to get better. So I don't know whether he's lost the room this year, but I can tell you last year it was ugly. It was bad. Um, let's see. Oh, we're still, all right. So we're still talking about the couch. Um, will the Flyers win a cup before the Eagles win a Super Bowl? Um, well, I still think the Eagles have a chance to win the Super Bowl this season. I know, I know, I know it's far-fetched. I get it. I know that Carson Wentz is our dude. And I know Nick Foles, not that guy. I know that. But I think that the Eagles are a team that has been, they've, they've been able to overcome injury. They've been able to overcome so many hurdles. I think that this is the year. If it's not, that would suck. But they're going to have sustained success. They're going to win a Super Bowl before the Flyers win a cup because Ron Hextall's plan of being two to three years out for the past five years getting a little impatient. I'm ready to start seeing some, some movement. I'm ready to start seeing, I'm ready to start seeing the plan in action as opposed to keep, to continue being told that it's coming and just be patient. And no, we can't have too many rookies. Like I understand. However, my patience is running very, very thin. Um, from Jack, how does any of this justify letting Shen go? His brother I was cool with, but Latera, wow. Dude, I completely agree with you. I understand, again, everyone's saying, oh, the, the two first-round picks, it's not about Latera. I think that if the team knew just how bad Yori Latera was, they wouldn't have made the deal. Like, I don't know whether two first-round picks are worth having Yuri Laterra on your team. Now, Morgan Frost looks like he is just turning into an incredible prospect. Like he has a, a huge point streak going. He is doing great things. And he came out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't know who he was until the next day. I thought, I didn't even know that he was the guy that they drafted. Because our draft party, I don't know if anybody was there, but our draft party was a little bit rowdy. I didn't, I didn't even know that it had happened. Um, like I knew that, that the trade had happened, but I didn't know that Morgan Frost was who they picked. Um, I, I, have, I have no idea whether they knew that Latera was this bad. I think that they probably thought he was maybe like a Matt Reed or, or, even, or even a Dale Weiss, where he's someone that I guess you can throw on the ice and he can keep up. But look, Jesus, Latera can't do that. He's just, he's not that good. Um, yeah, so Matthew, it's so tough with Hack. I really wanted to give him a long leash. I thought he would really help groom the young guys, but for whatever reason, that doesn't seem to be a strength. That's crazy. I, I, I completely agree with you. I was, I was excited 
ish about the hiring because I like the idea of, of pulling people from non-traditional backgrounds. I think that that's cool and fun. And, and this is going to be some new blood in the NHL. And let's bring up someone, someone that we haven't seen before. And then he, he's basically pulling a Craig Berube on us. We're saying that he needs to, um, he, he needs to, um, play all the veterans. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to read the comments before they disappear. That he needs to play all the veterans and, 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 and the veteran respect and to, they've earned their ice time. And then that's just completely contradictory to what he was brought here to do, or at least what we were told he was brought here to do. So it's, it's unbelievable to me how either wrong Ron was or how we were duped because this is, it's, it's, it's the complete opposite. It's a mess. Um, let's see. <laughs> Once is our baby fools a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Um, Seth, come on about Shen. He was a classic, needed a change of scenery candidate. It wasn't happening here. You, you're, you're right. And I said that before all of the couch drama, like it, it was definitely, he would not be performing at the same level here as he is there, but he was still a 40, 50, 60 point a year guy. I think he had 20 plus goals for the past three years. Like, he was still going to produce here. Um, and his production is missed because your Laterra isn't doing anything. Um, Chris is asking who's in charge of defensive strategy, Hack or Murphy. I don't have that answer. I think it's Hackstall, but I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> Amanda Flyers, <laughs> 2075 Cup champs on the 100th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cody is upset that I mentioned football. Okay. Um, Alexander, what's wrong with Patrick? Is it because he's been playing with scrubs or is he not ready to contribute at the NHL yet? Um, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with Patrick other than conditioning. Uh, because of the injuries, because he hasn't really played a full season in, in a year or so, uh, the surgeries. I, I think that it, it just took him a while to, to get his legs back. I think that he's still getting his legs back. Um, his hands are there. His vision is there. He thinks the game really smart, which is not quite an English sentence, but just go with it. Um, I think that it, it doesn't help that he's been strapped to Dale Weiss for a lot of the time, but he's also been with Wheel and Simmons and he's had Konechny. So there, there's a ton of excuses. I think that he's fine. Um, and, and I think that we're going to see what he can actually bring to the table in the latter half of this season, which we haven't even hit the halfway point yet. Uh, we'll see latter half of the season and definitely next season. I think once he has a full off season recovery, um, rehab, I, I think that he'll be a completely different player next year. 
I understand why they took Latera, but giving him to Dave Haxwell is like giving the keys to a fireworks store to a pyromaniac. It's irresponsible. <laughs> so Charlie said on the podcast yesterday that one of his biggest fears about bringing Goldborn up is that the coaching staff is going to fall in love with him and then we're going to be stuck with him for the next three years. <laughs> and I don't think that that's wrong. <laughs> wrong we need we need we need freedom from dave hackstall we need oh god we need it um let's see here uh michael almost don't want to bring martel Lindbaum, or vecchioni up until the poison is cleared up behind the bench mikey from um the, the now disbanded orange and black pack was saying that yesterday that he doesn't want the kids called up with Haxtell behind the bench. And that's, that's how I feel. That's honestly how I feel about Nolan Patrick. Like I, I, I want to like bake him cookies or something. Just be like, it's okay. Like, it's not all you, like the coach is, it's the coach, it's the coach. Like it's not your fault. Uh, I don't want, I don't want the kids anywhere near, that disaster because it is it is they're going down in flames like yes tonight was fun tonight was fun and good and i really want to just like live in that but man if hackstall is back next year i am going to plant my ass outside of the skate zone until somebody has a conversation with me because i'm going to have things to say uh let's see <laughs> all right oh matthew the flyers are a master class in mediocrity yeah they are <laughs> uh john personally i think the shen trade was mostly about patrick yes you're not wrong and and shen has said that that as soon as as soon as he heard that they had jumped up to number two and it was going to very likely be a center. He knew that his days were numbered. He he knew that. Um, Flyers probably at the time looked at the center position, saw G, Coots, Nolan, Phil, Philpola, and Shen, and Hack and Hexy saw Shen as the odd man out. You're not wrong. Um, that being said, you know, Giroux has shifted over to wing. If and Philpola shouldn't be a long-term plan. It, it just you know, the, the dream, the dream of Sean Couturier, Braden Shen, Nolan Patrick, and apparently Scott Lawton down the center. That's the dream, but it's okay. So now we're going to have Sean Couturier, Nolan Patrick, um, maybe Rupstoff and Lawton down the center. And it's fine. It'll all be, it'll all be good. Uh, let's see. Um, so Dan, Dan is, is saying a lot of things here, but called Shen a dumpster fire last season. Shen had a career year last season and damn near led the league in goals. Like he was definitely in the top five. So I, I don't know where that's coming from. Um, Dan Murphy, how can any, 
um, I think that word's supposed to be person, justify Lappy still having his job. I have no idea. I, I honestly don't know. I do not know. Um, Jack is asking a really interesting question. With the first round coming to a close, he flipped Braden Shen to the St. Louis Blues for Yoy Laterra, 27th overall. We know what happened. So the question is, with Giroux, Simmons, and Voracek getting older, why value picks so much? What's the cap hit of Laterra versus Shen? Um, roughly the same. Roughly the same. I think they're going to buy out Laterra this offseason because there are years left, and that man can't play hockey anymore. Like I think they're going to buy him out. Um, but the, the getting older piece is the part that I can't really wrap my head around because I, I agree with you. Like if, if you're going, I know, I know that the plan is supposed to be building a sustainable team that will be able to win cups for the future. Right. So you don't necessarily want to pander to the group that they have right now, but the talent that you have right now, some of them are really good. So why would you not at least try to surround them with pieces that could make a push instead of just pushing pushing the, the window out two to three years? I, I don't understand. Um, let's see. Ryan is asking, what rookie do I think will be brought up next? Um... I have no idea with this team. I have no idea. And and if on my last post game, if you had asked me, I absolutely would not have said Tyrell Goldborn. I don't even think I don't even think that that would have been a, a name in my brain. I have no idea. I don't know what this team is doing. Um, who I would want to see brought up next would be Samuel Moran. I, I need to see him this year. Um, and I think that bringing Martel back would be a lot of fun. Um, and Vecchioni, who I was not super high on last year, but now that he's in the AHL, I'm... I'm Anthony played 15 minutes tonight. That's a good sign. He was also really happy for Travis Konechny in his fight. So I, I, I think that Nolan Patrick is finding his way. He just needs to, to get there. Um, and Chris is jumping in saying, he says two, two abdominal surgeries, his core strength is still coming back. Agreed completely. He just, he needs, he needs some more conditioning and it's okay. Uh, let's see. We're talking George Paros. Um, January 13th is the Sour Baker Cup. I'm going to try and get Sarah on for one of my uh, checking out the competition. So we play the Devils, I think, three times coming up soon. So I'm going to try and get her for, for one of them. Um, so John, in the last BSH radio, there were a lot of complaints about the Flyers playing a lot of veteran, this is veteran, bad guys. But I've also heard support from hockey guys for supporting the development of the young guns by shielding them from the sheer amount of defeat they would experience at the hand. 
hands of a more of more complete NHL teams. Um, yeah, that's a thing. And I don't, I mean, they're, they're professionals, right? So yes, they're young, but they are professional hockey players. So there is a certain amount of confidence that you don't want to beat out of them. But, um, you know what you don't need? You don't need Brandon Manning in the lineup because he is a veteran presence and he's earned his ice time. Like you don't need that because there are other veterans in the lineup that have earned their ice time that are going to mentor the the kids like Claude Giroux, like Wayne Simmons, like Jake Voracek. Hell, Sean Couturier at this point is a, is an established veteran. I'd even like Ghost Shane Gossesbear. He's played he's played in the playoffs. This is his third season. Like he's a veteran at this point. You don't need to protect their their tiny angel baby feelings. They'll be okay. I, I think that you need to be able to throw them out and and have them face some adversity without making them responsible for every bad thing that happens on the ice. Now, this is me talking directly to either the, the benching of Travis Konechny or the uh, scratching of Travis Konechny. Like, that that was ludicrous. And now the scratching, we haven't even gotten into the scratching of Travis Sanheim, which is, it's unbelievable to me how badly this team has broken my spirit in the past year because I'm not screaming about this. I'm not screaming about Travis Konechny being a healthy scratch because I've got bigger fish to fry. And as we're here and talking about it, what is happening? I don't, for Brandon Manning, for Brandon Manning, and I swear to God, this is another, this is another time that I will pick it outside of the skate zone if he is extended, this is just giving Dave Haxtall more of his favorite toys to play with. And I can't, I can't have this. I cannot have this. Even though he's a cheap number seven, I can't have it. Uh, Bill, funny thing is they haven't done a town hall meeting this year. I wonder if they will avoid it knowing the feedback won't be good. I, I think it would be really, really bad for them to avoid it. Uh, these are season ticket holders if they are out on you, you are in a lot of trouble. You're in a lot of trouble if the season ticket holders turn their backs on you. So you've got to try and keep them happy. And they've been doing these town halls every year for a long time. So I think, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't, I don't think it's been announced. Um, if there's a season ticket holder in here that wants to invite me to come when it is announced, I will come because I have some things that I want to say, or at least at minimum, I want to listen to all the things that other people have to say. So I feel a little bit less crazy when I'm sitting here on a Thursday night with my blood pressure going through the roof, because I think that they're going to blow a lead to the Islanders. Uh, let's see. So Shane has a lot of words here. Huge fan of the show. Thank you very much. 
Everyone gave Hack and Hexy a lot of heat for saying they thought the team had played well during the losing streak, along with how Hack had essentially said it was okay to lose some of those games in overtime and shootouts. Looking back on it, those five or six points have come up big for the team, only being four points out of the playoff spot with a few games in hand. Obviously, wins are better than those losses, but getting those points might pay off in the long run. I still think the Flyers are a bubble team at best, but I'd love to hear your thoughts along with Bill and Charlie's, and I'd ask Kelly the question a few weeks ago. So something that that Charlie said yesterday uh, on the podcast was that the the loser points, the, the overtime loss points, is a system that the NHL came up with to try and trick their fans into thinking that a team is more competitive than they actually are. And the problem is that these teams are now believing it themselves. So the the teams have been wrapped up in their own bullshit and they believe that they are actually competitive when they're not. So I think, yes, four points out or, or whatever it is, they're still in last place in the division. They're, they're still there. That's a lot of teams that they would have to jump. And those other teams would have to free fall the way that the Islanders are. I, the, the teams, the teams ahead of them. So when I mean, there's the penguins who are down there right at the bottom with us, and I don't necessarily expect them to stay there. Um, the hurricanes are kind of middling. I, I don't know whether I expect the bottom to fall out there. The devils have, have fallen a little bit. Uh, which was predictable, but I still think that they're a decent team. So the Metro is a mess this season. Um, I, I, I don't see it this year. Um, I think that I, I still think that Hackstall's comments were tone deaf because when you're in the middle of a 10 game losing streak, you can't say that it's fine because it's, it's, it's not fine. <laughs> I, I don't know what more has to go wrong for this organization to say like things are not okay. Um, let's see. Um, oh, I see. Did my video freeze? Um, are we okay? I only saw I only saw one comment about it, so I, I apologize if it did. I'm on Wi-Fi because I'm still on the couch. The couch that I'm not selling, so stop it. Um, so Dan is asking, which prospect are you most excited about? Hart, Myers, Frost? That's a really good question. Um, I think it's got to be Carter Hart. I'm super, super high on him. I think I had him on our, on our 25 under 25. I don't know what's happening on my TV. That's like about to give me epilepsy. I'm going to turn it off for a second. Um, I, I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure I had him highest on our, our top 25 under 25. Um, I, I love the kid and I think he's having a really strong world juniors. Um, and we need him. Like we need him a lot and it, it might just be that I'm desperate for a goalie, which I think that you guys also feel that deep in your souls, but I think that we need 
him. Like, I think that everything about Carter Hart is just screaming flyers. Um, and I'm, I'm super pumped about that. So he's got, he's got the media personality. He has a great quote. He's kind of crazy, but not crazy in a way that a lot of our goalies have been. He's very superstitious, but he's not out of his mind. Um, and he's good and like really good. Carter Hart, Carter Hart's my dude. Um, <laughs> Ed, you're right. That is respected veteran Brandon Manning. My bad, my bad. Um, all right. So John is saying as, as a follow-up, you talk about protecting their tiny baby angel feelings, but you've consistently beaten the team coach for not catering more to them by keeping them in the lineup every time. Well, they should be playing. I think that's the whole thing. They should be playing and, and they should not be protecting their, their feelings. Um, they should be playing because you can't learn how to play in the NHL if you're not playing in the NHL. And we're not going to know what your ceiling is and what your talent level is and if you're able to help this team compete if you're not playing in the NHL. So they need playing time. They need to be able to learn. They need to be able to get acclimated to the league. And, and the only way to do that is um, to play them. Okay. All right. Somehow, after an hour, we're still seeing couch comments, and I just don't understand. Um, Mike and Martin are asking um, what's going on with Stolar. So I haven't heard an update on him recently. I know that he had the knee surgery over the summer. I think it was the, the two knee surgeries over the summer, which were to the same knee which was not what was initially reported. It was the same knee, not both knees. Um, and I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything. So I believe that the timeline for when he should be coming back is soon. Um, I, I think we're probably looking at February, but I haven't, I haven't heard anything recently. Oh, BSH crashes Flyers Town Hall. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I'm I'm so here for this. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Dan, the Flyers are absolutely one of the 31 best teams in the NHL. Absolutely one of the 31 best. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm okay. Oh, do we have Penn's fans in here? Oh, that's cute. I saw when we, st when we started, I saw Mike Darnay was joining us. Mike, who was very nice to do a checking out the competition with me earlier um, earlier this week. Um, so he was joining us, but it looks like there's some other, other Penns fans in here and that's cute. Go Flyers. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Matthew, Steph's couch wins the Jack Adams after it replaces Haxtell as coach. Flyers go on to win four back-to-back Stanley Cups. Everyone stands and applauds because Steph sold the couch to coach the Flyers. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever read. That's amazing. Hold on, hold on. I need to, I'm, I'm doing the thing where I'm taking a screenshot because that was the best thing I've ever heard. Um. <laughs> oh God. I need to tell you guys about a thing that I did. So we have, we have a Broad Street Hockey Slack channel um, where we, we're in there all day. And you, if you don't know, that I hate the nickname, the germ you're about to know, because I hate the nickname, the germ for German Rupsov. I hate the nickname, the germ. So there are a few little, you know, words that will have an automatic response in Slack. Um, one of them is go Bruins. And it's a tweet that comes up with the Bruins could have, Barzell and whoever, whoever, whoever. And then obviously they passed on all three. Um, so today I asked Travis to collude with me and make one for whenever somebody says the germ, some like insane tweet pops up and it happened right before I went live and everyone was so confused and it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I laughed really hard. That's actually why I was like a minute late to start this because I was laughing really, really hard. Um, so, sorry, that was an aside that didn't make, didn't matter much to anybody, but it was my comedic genius. Um, people are still asking about stains on the couch. I'm not selling my effing couch. Um, oh. Brian, do you think there's a good chance that Carter Hart will be with the Phantom ne Phantoms next year, like a 60% chance? So, yes, I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance above 60% chance that Carter Hart goes pro next year. I've heard, and I don't remember the source, but I've heard people say, and these are like respected people, I think, I feel like it was a Bob McKenzie or someone like that that he's ready for the NHL. Like he's, he's, he's ready to start or at least back up in the NHL. Now we have the Michael Neuvert problem. So that's going to hinder him. But I think that there's definitely an above 60% chance that Carter Hart goes pro next year. Um, Chris Sandheim should be paired with Proby or Haig, not scratched, agreed completely. Oh, Jesus. I was called. I, I, I don't. Christ. The, these couch people are vicious. Um, all right. <laughs> Matt had to work with Manning's aunt. Me had to bite his tongue at work. I'm sure that Brandon Manning is a very nice guy. And I'm sure that he is um, a good family man. And I'm sure that his family is really proud of him. I just need him not on, not on my hockey team. 
Um, all right. Bill, I will take you up on your, your tickets to the town hall if you're working. I will definitely take you up on that. Um, let's see. Oh, so D Danton, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. So he, you are a Penn fan. He's still, still hanging out with us. Um, I'll be true with something and that the Pens won't win the cup this year. They're not playing the way back-to-back -back champs should be playing. I'd love to see Vegas win the cup their first year in the NHL. What do you think on that? I personally would love that. I am like, I'm ready to jump ship and be a, a Golden Knights fan because they're exciting and they're fun and nobody was expecting this from them. And that's definitely something like the underdog succeeding. That's a thing that I can get behind. I'm, I'm not actually going to jump ship because I can't like the flyers actually own my soul, but the Golden Knights are a lot of fun. Um, and I, I would love to see them go deep into the playoffs. And if they won the cup, that would, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, if you guys don't know about our Vegas trip yet, uh, you should come with us to Vegas. So when the Flyers go out to Vegas in February, um, we are going. So Broad Street Hockey, we've got, we, we paired up with fans of Philly We've got like 700 Flyers fans going. So it's, it's like, a, it's a whole weekend. We're leaving Friday night. We come back Monday night. We're actually taking the red eye. So we don't show up until Tuesday morning. Um, we're doing watch parties. We're doing open bars. We're doing a, a live Broad Street Hockey radio. And we're all going to the game. It's going to be nuts. I think if we all make it back, it will be a success. I'm not even saying alive because that that's a jinx, but. Um, if we all make it back and no one's in jail and no one's in the hospital, like that would be, that'll be a successful trip. <laughs> Jack, Steph as GM will trade the germ. So she won't have to hear the name, the germ again. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I like him a lot. So I watched him, him really close in rookie camp and, and training camp this summer. And I really like what Rubsov his skill set is. I really like what he can bring to the table. Um, he's, he's not the biggest guy, but he plays a lot bigger than he is. So he was able, and, and we all know Phil Myers and we're all, I think we're all pretty high on Phil Myers, strong on the puck. And he's a big dude. Rupsov was, was stripping him of the puck frequently during you know, two on two drills. So I'm really excited about Rupsov and I really, really, really need people to stop calling him the germ. Like I, I, I need it. <laughs> Damn, what has to happen for Haxtell to give Elliot a breather? Did Noivy make fun of his haircut or something? I don't know. I don't know what Michael Neuvert did, but it was something. And I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what it was. 
Um, I know that he has been obviously battling injury again this season, and it's been more than once, and it's been more than has been reported. Um, I, I don't know what it would take for for them to not start Brian Elliott. Um, so Jake wants to know how was Nolan Patrick tonight? Good. Nolan Patrick was good tonight. Um, he had, he had an assist. Um, he was quick on his skates. Uh, it was good. Nolan Patrick was good. Um, Haig, best rookie on the Flyers this year. I love Robert Haig and I, I'm, I know that there's a lot of people who are pretty down on him just because his stats aren't good and he doesn't do clean zone entries and exits. I think he's been really good. And I think that he's doing exactly what's being asked of him by the coaching staff. And it's not his fault that the coaching staff are morons. Um. <laughs> Where can I I bet a finger that Goldborn scores in his first game on Saturday and Hack keeps him in the lineup for a month, probably over wheel. My biggest fear, and I'm saying this out loud here, my biggest fear is that they're going to call up Goldborn and they're going to sit Nolan Patrick. That is, that is my biggest fear. Wheel has been scratched. Konechny is not been i don't think connecty's been scratched this season um lear obviously has been weiss has been latera has been if they scratch nolan patrick i'm going to be very very upset very upset Uh, Matthew is saying Vegas is a five-hour drive for him, so I think that means he's coming to our party because, I mean, five hours to hang out with us. We're staying at the Paris, so come hang out with us. Um, <laughs> Chris, a successful trip would be everyone getting back and leaving Hagstall in Vegas. You're right. <laughs> Um, let's see. Rubsov will be a really good top six forward. I, I agree. I don't know whether that's where they'll put him. So there's been, there's been some concern over his numbers in the queue. Um, and, and people were kind of talking about that tonight. I don't watch enough to know what that's about. I know that he's moved around a lot in the past calendar year. So this, he's now on his, if we're counting the world juniors team, he's on his fourth team in 12 months. So there is something to be said for lack of consistency. There is something to be said for he needs some time to learn a system and to learn his teammates and probably also English to communicate with his line mates. Um, so I don't know whether the criticism is, is necessarily warranted. Um, but I think that if he, if he starts in a three C role, that'd be fine. 
it, it's not going to hurt him. Um, Alexander's asking, what do I think about Sushko in the World Juniors and what's his future? So I haven't watched a whole lot of the World Juniors, so I'm actually going to refrain from answering that particular question. But what I will do is I'll put it on the outline for the next Broad Street Hockey Radio, where I will go and look at and, and read up some stuff. And I know that Charlie and Kelly have been watching a lot more than I have. So pause and we'll pick it up on Monday. Um, what would your main priority be if you were the GM? This is a question from Steven. Um, if I was the GM, my first, the, my main priority would be to cut the dead weight from this team. So, and by cut, I just mean wave them. We're, we're waving Andrew McDonald. We are waving Dale Weiss. We are waving Yuri Laterra. And we're also going to wave Brandon Manning. Those are the pieces that I know are not vital to the future. We don't need them. It doesn't matter if we're burning bridges by waving them because they're still on contract for the next handful of years. That is step number one, the dead weight that is not going to move the organization forward towards a championship. So who would I bring up in their place, right? So first things first, I would bring back Matt Reed. He's only here for one more year. It is not going to hurt having the kids learn from Matt Reed. It's not going to hurt. I would also bring up um, uh, you know, I mean, Goldborn's already here, so it, it's it's fine. I would probably bring up Vecchioni. Um, what other forwards are down there that I, I think would be building blocks for the future? I'm not sure. Um, I would bring back Samuel Moran on defense. Um, and that would probably be it. Because that would give them. Oh, and I would put Travis Sandheim back in the lineup. That, there's your six. Um, yeah, I think that that's what I would do if I was GM. And that I would, I would do whatever it took to trade Michael Neuvert and, and figure it out when it comes to backup. Um, Mike wants to know, will Myers make the team next year? That is a really good question. So he's been injured this season too. Um, I don't know. I, I know that Charlie is really, really high on Phil Myers and I am regular type high on Phil Myers. Um, not quite to the extent of Charlie, but he is going to be a stud for us. Eventually he needs to get healthy and he needs to be consistently healthy. I'm a little bit concerned about the injury factor there. Cause I think that it's, it's, he has a history of, of being injury prone. Um, let's see. First flyers player with a hat trick wins my count. Ooh, if you're firing flyers into the sun, who goes in the cannon after Haxtell McDonald, Latera or Manning, maybe? Well, if I'm firing Haxtell into the sun, one would think that the rest of the guys don't need to 
get fired into the sun because the next coach probably wouldn't be playing them at all um, or would not be playing them as much as they are. So let's just fire Hackstall into the sun and see what happens. I, I think that I think that a competent coach would know that Brandon Manning, at number seven, uh, on, on a good team, a number seven, on, on a mediocre team, a, a six. <laughs> and right now he's playing as a, a three or a four. Um, let's not, let's stop that. Um, and I think that a competent coach would look at Andrew McDonald and say, mm, nobody, this is, this is not your role either, and put him as a six or a five. I'd be fine if Andrew McDonald was, was a, a five. I, I don't love it, but it'd be fine. Um, Nolan went to one of our parties at the very beginning of December. He was way laid back. Dan Murphy, tell me more about these parties. I'm very interested. Um, uh, my God. Manning would absolutely clear waivers. So Rick makes Rick makes a, a funny point. If Hackstall gets left in Vegas, Hexy names Lappy interim coach. Um, I don't think you're wrong. So here's here's my thinking, and I I, I may have said this. I don't know if I've said it out loud before. So I'm gonna just you know I'm doing it now. If Hackstall gets fired the locker room is going to be in chaos because that's what happens with, with the change of the guard. And Lappy is a player's coach. So if he is made interim coach, for me, the sky isn't going to fall because he is a player's coach. He's going to at least be able to keep the locker room together, remind them that they're a team and, and that they're here for a reason and for a purpose and to go out there and, and try your best. If he remains after this season, that's a whole other issue. That That's a whole other thing. But I, I wouldn't necessarily be upset if he's named interim coach only for the sake of the locker room. Um, let's see. Oh my God. Uh, Mike is, wants to talk about TK dropping the gloves. I, I, I love it. I think it was phenomenal and I need to see more of it. Mm, that's not true. I loved the fire. I loved, I, I, I just, I loved the intensity and he bodied that guy. Um, but maybe, maybe not so much fighting, but I was totally fine with it tonight. It, it worked out really well. Um, oh, and now, now people are getting really upset that I'm not answering them about the couch in a fucking hockey channel. God, I, I can't. All right, guys. I went really long on this. Oh, wait, there's a follow-up. Should it be TK? 
Probably not, but who else is it going to be? So it definitely should not be Sean Couturier again, but I also loved that. Um, it could be Scott Lawton because Scott Lawton has murder in his heart and God bless him. Um, but probably not Travis Konechny again. Every once in a while is okay, but let, let's let Gudis do the thing. Let's let Gudis be the face puncher. And even better than that, let's let Dale Weiss and Yori Laterra take some hits because we are, that is going to be addition by subtraction at that point. <laughs> Go ahead and, and start swinging because that's insane. Um, so Dan Murphy, we're talking about pen parties. They were on a run either the night before. Mm, very interesting. Very interesting. I hope that they were good boys. Um, oh boy. Um, I, I believe that the pen that was mentioned was University of Pennsylvania, I believe. Um, Matthew Swan is saying, don't blame Hextall. He's doing a good job so far. I don't agree with that. I think he's doing an okay job. I don't think that he's doing a good job. Um, assessing veteran level talent is a weakness and, uh, it's, it's not great. Um, and also the stubbornness to stick by the coach when things are flailing, not good. Um, he's, he's stockpiled the farm system and that is good. We have, a, I, I looked up, um, the top 25 under 25 from four years ago and the names on there, I don't even think that they're in the league anymore. So our, our farm system has been completely replenished. Um, that is something that Ron Hextall has done. The rest of it, I'm, I'm a little out on this. Uh, Ryan, Wayne Train is most likely hurt. Pro V2, Hack should rest them for a couple games. No, I don't know what the hell's going on with Wayne Simmons. It's something. Um, they have, so they have a bye week. So they play this weekend. They play Saturday, Sunday, back to back, but then they don't play again until next Saturday. I'm really hoping that the week off will help them, help them recover. Um, I was told that Provorov is okay. I don't know how that's possible. He's just taking such a beating. I know he's a tank, but he's just been taking such a beating. Um... Goldborn can do the fighting. Yes. <laughs> you gave our rosy cheeked pick a beer. I hope so, but only one. <laughs> um, Brian, thank you. Like, thank you. He's going to take a deep dive and find out what the hell is going on here. Like report back because this is, this, this is the most insane. I've gone long because I felt really, really bad about what has been happening with the comments. Um, so I hope that, um, I hope that this is this hour and a half has been not quite painful, but you know, good. Um, 
I agree. I don't trust Hextall's ability to evaluate pro-level talent. I, I don't at all. Um, and I don't, I also don't trust him to recognize when it's time to bring up the prospects to the NHL. I, I just don't, I don't trust him to be aggressive enough. Um, who's your ideal off-season target for Hextall? I heard Bill say maybe take a shot at Tavares. I think you have to take a shot at Tavares if he's available. Um, so it is, it's going to be an interesting off season. So if Tavares is available, you've got to take a shot because he's a superstar. And if he can get off that fucking team, maybe he would have a chance at, 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 at potentially increasing his skill set. Like maybe we haven't seen the best of John Tavares because he's been stuck on the Islanders. Um, the other one is Eric Carlson. Who knows what the hell is going on up there in Ottawa and, and what they're going to do with his contract. If they're trying to move Eric Carlson, there is not a whole lot I would do to not. There's, there's, hold on. I would do just about anything to get Eric Carlson on my team. Now, I'm talking trade just about everyone except for Ivan Provorov because can you imagine Ivan Provorov, Provorov, Eric Carlson pairing? Like that's the dream. And I know that he is older than what I said earlier I, I would consider, but he's the best defenseman in the league. Like we're not talking like a Matt Duchesne kind of deal where it's just, it's a forward, he's good. This is, this is the next tier up. Like this is the best defenseman in the league and you've got to do whatever it takes. I think that everybody's going to have to do whatever it takes. Um, everyone is agreeing. Thank you, Chris, for coming and joining me. Thank you. Um, Dolan is a Carlson type player. That's exciting. Do you think that it's at all possible for the Flyers to win the draft lottery again. Like, I know what the math says. I know what the odds say. But, like, for the city of Philadelphia and for us, do you think it's possible? Like, are we allowed to be that happy? Is that a thing that the universe will allow? I don't, um, I don't know. Um... We are st still paying Ponger. Oh, look at the Oilers. Well, the Oilers, the Oilers, the Oilers have a whole host of problems that all come from their front office, just refusing to recognize talent and, and surround the best player in the world with any talent. Instead, they're shipping it out for nothing. Um... I am rooting for Arizona. That would be awesome. Uh, let's see. Fourteen with twenty-eight. Tavares with ninety-three. So we're talking Couturier, Giroux, Tavares with Voracek, Patrick with Konechny, and Raffle. Lindblom somewhere in the mix like that. And that, that makes you a contender immediately, immediately. It doesn't even matter who you have on defense. Andrew McDonald could still be on this team and it'll be fine. That is, 
Holy hell, that team. Um, all right. People would swear it was rigged if, if they won again. You're, you're not wrong. Um, it would be amazing if we got Tavares. I, I asked, um, so I did the checking out the competition with Dan from Lighthouse Hockey yesterday, and, and I, asked, I asked, do you think he's going to stay as opposed to do you think he's going to leave? And he was not so sure. I mean, Tavares is saying all of the company line things, but I mean, if you were him, would you really want to stay in, in that particular franchise? It's, it's, a, it's a mess. Um, all right. I'm, I'm winding down here. So I'm going to answer like one more question. Um, if they bring up Oscar at the deadline, do you think we could see him with Patrick and Konechny? That would at least keep people watching down the stretch. It would definitely keep people watching down the stretch. Um, could we see him with Patrick and Konechny? Maybe. So in the preseason, they had him with, was it, now I'm trying to think because I feel like it was Raffle. Was it Raffle and Drew? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember who they had Lindblom with, but I know I loved it. I, I loved it a lot. Um, maybe, maybe connect me, maybe Patrick, that would be fun. I would like that. Um, are you on after each game? Somebody is. Whether it's me or Bill or Kelly, one of us will do post-game after each game. Um, I, I believe Kelly is doing Saturdays after the Blues. I don't know who's doing Sundays yet. It might be Bill. Um, typically, it's Bill, but we, we like to rotate, and I like to come on here and, and talk to you guys. It's actually one of my favorite things to do. I'm not great at post-game analysis, but I love talking with you guys. Um, the New York Islanders are a mess, but are we much better? And then the follow-up is, unfortunately, from Tavares' point of view, why come to Philly? Uh, they would have to – They so the thing about Philly is that we do have the youth coming. So we do have the best prospects in – the best prospect pool in the NHL. So if you are a superstar – the idea that reinforcements are coming and you're not going to have to be the guy is might be reassuring or, or you're LeBron and you're so not into it. You, you can't handle any type of, of attention away from you. Um, it, it's, it all depends. Um, and so Philadelphia it is not going to fold as a franchise. You know where they're going to be for the next forever. Like they're not leaving South Philly. That's where they're going to be. And they will throw money. Like they will do whatever it takes and they will pay you. So I think that there is something to be said, at least from an organizational standpoint, that um, they, they will do right by the player. So what I think that they're not doing right by is the fan right now um i think that that's kind of where 
the angst is. I don't, I, and, and I guess for the veterans on the team, they're not really giving them en- enough to build around to win a championship. Um, I, I think that there's, there's enough reason for him to want to come here. Lynn Blom was with G and Roffle. So I wasn't making that up. Like it was Giroux and Roffle. That makes me feel a lot better. Thank you, Dan. Um, oh my God. The couch, the couch. I can't, I can't with the couch. Um, so I am now that it's just been a new influx of nonsense. Um, I also watch most hockey games from a couch. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm going to leave you guys. Um, thank you so much for hanging in with me tonight. I know that it was a little bit of a mess, but they won and they won and it was fun and it was good. And I adore you all. Um, if somebody finds out what the hell that nonsense was, please let me know <laughs> like in, in any of the forms that you can get in touch with me. Let me know. I just need to know like where, where is it coming from? What is this craziness? Um, I will see you soon. Um, I, Matthew's going to write up an article about how great Manning is like, do it, do it, write a fan post. I'll, I'll read it and I'll, I'll retweet it. Do it. Um, Excellent. I think that's it for me. Have a great night, guys. Stay safe and warm and don't play in the snow too much or something. I don't know. (laughs) I'll see you guys Saturday. Bye. Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to The Good Fight podcast feed.